This is Teresa from Santosha Yoga. I'm Cindy Chase. And I'm Penny Carroll. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindful, Mindful Moments. Moments. Good to see you, ladies. Um, Good to see you too. How's everybody been? Stressed. Oh. <laughs> with, with capital letters. Oh. Absolutely. I think I just said, "I'm so stressed, I can taste it." Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't stress dessert spelled backwards? Oh well. <laughs> Where's the cake? Where's the cheesecake? Totally I want some cheesecake it, right now. It so is cheesecake it's right so now. Please. My mind is so fried. I had to think about that. For yeah. a I have to write it down. <laughs> is it the T R E? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, here we are, um, still going through, what is today? Today's October 6th, 6th yes. 2020. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So we're still going through what we're all going through together. Yes. In, in different ways, but mm -hmm. here we are going through it together. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when we were um, deciding what to talk about, we, were uh, we kind of agreed to <laughs> talk about agree to disagree, but also forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Right. I looked up because this is what I like to do. I looked up the different definition of the the phrase "agree to disagree" mm -hmm. or "agreeing to disagree" is a phrase in the English language referring to the resolution of a conflict, usually a debate or quarrel, whereby all parties tolerate but do not accept the opposing positions. It generally occurs when all sides recognize that further conflict would be unnecessary, ineffective, or otherwise undesirable. They may also remain on amical terms while continue to disagree about the unresolved issues. Right. But that's not what <clears throat> we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like what Penny said before we turn the mic on, though. I mean, why do we even... There's no going to... We're, we're not going to switch somebody. That's my thing with agreeing to disagree. Anything I say is not going to change your mind you know, particularly, or change Teresa's mind. It's just like, this is just what I believe. Okay? It's just, this is Cindy's belief, and this is Penny's, and this is this. And it's not going to, it's ineffective to keep beating a dead horse, you know? Kind but of so, it's so easy for, um, for us, I think especially in our culture, to throw those words out, to be, to say, you know what, you're going to think that, I'm going to think this, let's just agree to disagree and mm -hmm. go on about our lives. Mm -hmm. But is that what we really should be doing? I think, I think a lot of it has to do with winning and losing, or egos. If, mm -hmm. if you're agreeing or disagreeing, if I agree with Penny, then my ego is a little bit bruised. I think a lot of it has to do with ego. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to, I mean, well, maybe, but you don't have to be, oh, I think what you're saying is, 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 is accurate, because we think that, okay, well, if I agree with Penny, then what I think is must be wrong, and then my ego, like you said, is Correct, worst. right, right. Which, you know. It, it's it, not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's your mm -hmm. opinion, there's no, there's, there's a common ground for everything mm -hmm. that I think in the current circumstances we have forgotten about mm -hmm. that there's common ground and it's it's the other thing too is is there's a teaching 
Oh my God, one of the first teachings I learned way back when in, in my yoga journey was exchanging self with others. It's just, even though I don't agree with someone, putting myself in their place where they're coming from, I still don't have to agree with them, but at least maybe I understand a little bit more of where they're coming from mm -hmm. and respect. I may not agree, but can I respect that opinion? Sure, I think you can. I mean, personally. But, but why, why, <laughs> why, why can't, why can't the rest of the people in the world, right. you know? Why aren't we all doing that? How do we agree? Okay, how do we agree to disagree in a healthy way? That's not going to pull the country apart. Even just your family. Well, we can, we can kind of go, step back a little bit and realize, you know, where that disagreement comes from and how somebody gets so inflamed as far as, um, being so passionate about their side of the story, mm -hmm. um, whether they're just trying to come across as, hey, this is what I think you should think, this is what I think, or if they're trying to really push, you know, push more on you, you know, what, where does that stem from? And that passion, we have to remember, is kind of the root word of compassion. So it's from a place of vulnerability and fear that they are being so passionate because mm -hmm. they have this immense compassion for what they think, where they come from, who they are, I mean, way down deep. So it's almost, it's almost as though that the anger is its truest form of compassion for themselves because they're really standing up for themselves when I'm sharing, this is what I think and this is what I think you should think if you don't think this, you're a stupid head or whatever, <laughs> or whatever it might be. But from from the yogic world and that practice that you mentioned, Teresa, is always one of my favorites as well. We look at the Buddhist, um, the heart practices, you know, of kindness and compassion and forgiveness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And those really all touch that vulnerability mm -hmm. realm. I know you're big into Brene Brown. Maybe yeah. you can yeah. follow up with some of that. But, um, yeah. you know, when, when we you know, take a step back and realize where another person's coming from, when it's in that agree to disagree kind of mode. Teresa, you said the definition included the word tolerate. Mm -hmm. My goodness, aren't we all just tolerating so much right now? <laughs> so much. So And so we're not much. really getting over that hump into that into that kindness and compassion for one another, that acceptance. The acceptance that yeah. we that we really all had that common ground. Yeah. So I was just taking us back a step. Yeah. From. From that. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I think what we're doing is is kind of piggyback what you're saying. It's we're we're challenging someone's identity. Mm, we're, yeah. we're, yes. Thank you. We're Thank challenging you. their belief system, their identity, and I don't want anyone to challenge mine, but yet, but I don't want to challenge anybody else's. Mm -hmm. But see, that's. But that's not where a lot of people are at. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, maybe, you know, we don't, some of us don't do it intentionally. You know, I mean, we're just maybe talking about something. Whereas there are some people who intentionally will make a phone call and, you know, just start challenging you about, you know, what your beliefs are to regarding whatever, be it, you know, religion, the color of your walls and your living, you know, whatever it is, you know. And I think that just, you know, again, vulnerability is fear-based, you know, but one of the most courageous things you can do is be vulnerable, 
you know, to, to show yourself to somebody else in a kind, compassionate way to where you want, you know, to, you want to, to share and you want them to learn about you, not in a goading, you know, you know, challenging type of way. So, you know, that's, you know, that's, yeah, taking a step back and not, you know, it's really hard to take a step back. We're in a constant state of too much information. Just a constant yeah. state. What was, what was the decision overload? Decision fatigue is what you decision said. Fatigue. <laughs> decision fatigue. Decision fatigue. Everything is a decision. Every every step, every breath you take is a decision, literally and figuratively. Lightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember years years ago, I used to work for um, work with a chiropractor who had a strong personality, and I remember sharing with him that my husband and I were going to this Mexican restaurant for dinner. It's like, oh, what are you doing for the weekend? And I told him the Mexican restaurant we were going to, and this guy was adamant that I not go to that restaurant A, that I had to go to restaurant B, because restaurant B was the best Mexican restaurant, all right? We did try restaurant B later in life, and it was a shithole, but, <laughs> but the, he, he couldn't get the point, he couldn't get across that, okay, I respect your opinion about sure. your rest, going to restaurant B, but that's not going to change my mind that this weekend we're going to restaurant A because we enjoy restaurant A. Mm -hmm. And he just couldn't fathom that I wasn't going to change my mind. And he got upset with me. And it's like, that's, you know, that it's like you recommend a restaurant to someone, the best Mexican food ever. You got to go there. And like I said, we went there and the food was like, eh. But that doesn't make the Mexican restaurant wrong or bad food or this gentleman wrong. No, that's just his opinion. Mm-hmm. That was his perception. It was his point of view of the mm-hmm. restaurant. We all have different taste buds. Mm-hmm. And his taste buds were for B and our taste buds were for A. And I think people lost track of the fact that we all have different taste buds with things in life. And not every, you said, you know, you're, we're so stressed we can taste it. Mm-hmm. But there's other things in life we're all tasting differently. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's what I had said before we turned the mic on, the whole agree to disagree. Do we have to do that? I mean, is that is that shortchanging us, agree to disagree? Because that that's kind of me still saying, well, I, I still think I'm right and I think you're wrong, but we can, we can just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> or should we go a step further and try to understand one another or maybe forgive one another? Um, you know, not just stop at agree to disagree. Well, then I guess that's the purpose of this podcast then <laughs> is, yeah. okay, how do we get to that point? Because right now, everyone is just, everyone is just extreme and they're not willing to see the other person's point of view. So how, how do we get to that point? How do we get to that point where we go past the degree of just the stalemate and we go to forgiveness? How do we get there? Well... That's a good question. Okay. <laughs> That's a good Apparently question. Apparently, I don't have any answers. I know. I, I, you know, I don't know. And it was, you know, it just, it, it's, a, it's a constant thing. I mean, we've all had things happen to us in our lives that, you know, we would have not have chosen. And, you know, we, again, we have to accept that somebody's coming into a situation with their own stuff, you know, and until we begin to acknowledge that hey we're all just human beings and we're hopefully doing the best that we can um what you think is the right thing to do in a b or c situation is not what i would think to do 
You know, I mean, it just, it, it doesn't work for me. I don't want to go to restaurant B, you know, or maybe I would love restaurant B, you know what I mean? So, you know, allowing people to have their opinions, I don't know, it just, maybe, I just feel like everybody takes everything so personally. Oh, a four agreements, there you go, right back in there, don't take anything personal. So, I mean, I know people like that as well, who are just adamant, just, you have to have to try this, 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 and this, and it's just like, it's just not for me. So, you know, I'm going to not hold against, hold against you your opinions. I'm going to accept them and I'm going to respect them, even though I don't agree with them. But I expect the same thing on the other side. And, uh, okay, that's the three of us. So the three of us, <laughs> because we've been together a long time and because we, you know, our yogic training and mm -hmm. teachings and, and whatever, mm -hmm. we're, I, I, fair assessment to say we're kind of already there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how do you help, or what do you say to other people who aren't there? I mean, this is breaking up families. This mm. is breaking up relationships. It's, it's how do you get to that point of where I don't agree with you, but I still love you and I respect you, and I'm going to try to see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Now that's like that's that's the million dollar question. What do they call it? pregnant pause? <laughs> yeah, pregnant right, pause. Right. The three of us yeah. are just going on. I don't know. Well, I think you know we're talking a little bit more about differences of opinions, whether it's you know the color of your walls in your house, or mm -hmm. you know we'll just throw it out there—the big elephant in the room, the uh, <laughs> politics these days. But when it when we go something you know go go a step further forward, then if it's forgiveness for um, being hurt in some way shape or form mm -hmm. I have this uh, beautiful writing from David White um, from his consolations meditation and I wanted just to kind of share some of his um, considerations on the nature of forgiveness he says that forgiveness is a heartache and difficult to achieve because strangely it not only refuses to eliminate the original wound but it actually draws us closer to its source to approach forgiveness is to close in on the nature of hurt itself, the only remedy being, as we approach its raw center, to reimagine our relationship to it. So I'm going to stop there, and then we can kind of maybe talk about that a little bit. When we, when we talk about forgiveness and actually having to, to get there, it does require us to kind of look past that, that wound, whether somebody's hurt us or um, has said something to us that we disagree with. And we have to step, we have to push that wound aside and then get closer to the source of the wound. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a very scary thing. Yeah. That's a very scary thing to do. Yeah. He says, strangely, forgiveness never arises from the part of us that was actually wounded. The wound itself may be part of us incapable of forgetting or perhaps not actually meant to forget, as if like the di uh, foundational dynamics of the physiological immune system of our psychological defenses must remember and organize against any future attacks. That's a lot of words, but that's our brain always being on <laughs> yeah. on guard when yeah. we're around that one person right. or mm -hmm. in those situations. The whole, the whole fight or flight yep. thing. Yep. Right, yep. right. After all, the identity of the one who must forgive is actually founded on the very fact of having been wounded to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you, when we're wounded, when, when we have to throw out that forgiveness, um, that's a lot for a person to yeah to have to push, especially if they're in the midst of those feelings of sadness and, mm -hmm. and anger and vulnerability. The other thing, the other equation of forgiveness is forgiving ourselves too. 
you know, and, and that's, I think, sometimes where the sides clash is we're, we have to forgive them, but we have our, everybody has their wounds. Mm -hmm. So you've got these two wounded people mm -hmm. who are clashing, mm -hmm. and then that's where the, the confrontation, that's where it happens. Yeah. Right. Because we're both wounded, and I'm no better than you, and you're no better than me. And we're just, we, it's two, it's two wounded, frightened, scared people wanting the best. Wounding, wounded, frightened, and scared. Right. <laughs> so that all goes back to Ahimsa, then. Mm -hmm. yeah, really. Yes. I, I can't care for you or feel compassion towards you until I can do that for myself. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, it's interesting. I found this one. This one article. Um, there's there's three types of forgiveness, and I just want to get your thoughts on these. Um, the first one is exoneration, which is total and complete. Slate is wiped clean. You know, if if someone who does something to you doesn't know if a child or something doesn't know, you know, with no fault basically, um, the person is incapable of understanding the implications of their actions, or the person who hurt you is truly sorry and takes full responsibility. So that's exoneration which I thought, okay, well, that's great. And then there was forbearance, which I thought, mm, so that's to forgive but don't ever forget. Okay. And trust but verify. And I was like, all right. You know, and that can lead to, the, you know, they, they went on to say it can lead to, you know, exoneration once you get past it and that person has built up that trust again and that type of thing. And so, I don't know, for some reason, maybe it was just the word that just struck me as strange when it came to forgiveness, the forbearance, I thought, well, I think more people practice forbearance and forgiveness than they do exoneration. Because it's almost like, especially with certain people, once it happens, it's always going to be sticking there in the back of your mind. Isn't that part of survival? Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. what is it? Screw me once, shame on you. <laughs> screw me twice, shame on you. Or the yeah. other way around. Yeah. Screw me once, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You guys get the yeah. gist of it. But it's like, I think part of that is just our survival instincts. Yeah. So we don't get so we don't get wounded again, again by the again, same again. person for yeah. the same thing. And the last one was release, which they say this is the lowest level of forgiveness. This is this would be like survivors of abuse or business partners betrayal, something like that. That kind of a deeper thing. Whereas basically the person who hurt you never accepted responsibility for their actions. And um, they had said in order for this to actually work for most people is you have to let go of bad feelings and completely extract yourself from a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. So you can't, which I thought, I mean, it's interesting to, to kind of read about the different levels of forgiveness because, you know, before that I had really never thought about different levels. I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, you just forgive. And, you know, I, like I said, I think more people, I know that I, when I read this, realized that forbearance is definitely the one that I'm always going to gravitate toward. Just from my own personality, again, you know, the wounded, the wounds that are there are never going to go away. So I'm very leery about that kind of thing. And um, I thought, so I'm like, I wonder how they feel about these three little types of forgiveness. Is there a way to make forgiveness more an act of compassion than just not forgiving or right. forgetting? Right. Forgive and forget. Yeah. Forget the forget part. Right. Forget the forget Is part. Is there a way to make compassion in our lives, I'm sorry, forgiveness in our lives more an act of compassion 
which is you know what we preach and teach right. on the mats. You have it has to start with you. It has to start mm-hmm. it, the lesson. It has to start with you. It's again. It's go, it goes back to that exchanging self with others. Mm-hmm. If you if you have compassion for something, if you, if you try to understand where they're coming from or where their anger or their, their, their wound is coming from, when you understand that, it helps you. Again, you still don't have to agree with them but or change your mind, but it helps you understand a little bit more and be a little bit more compassionate of why this is, why they're you know acting out or why this is their belief system. But that takes... That takes people, people need to step back Mm -hmm. and breathe. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you do? Okay, last week I received a phone call from someone that I hadn't heard from since this all started. How's your family? How's your family? This one had, oh, oh my gosh, my, you know, this one had that. Oh my goodness, how's this? How's your mom? So we're going back and forth playing catch up. And all of a sudden, on this person's end, it ended up being a political intervention. <laughs> and it's like, where where did that happen? Where did that happen? And then finally I said, you know what? I saw where it was going. I took I took a step back mentally, took a couple deep breaths. And I said, you know what? It was really, really great for you to call. I'm glad everybody's great. I got to go. I'll talk to you later. And I ended the conversation. And that's what uh, my belief from watching people, that's not what they're doing. They're not doing, there's steps, there's things we can do to not create a toxic conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to do is to step back, take a calming breath, respond to the person. Don't take it as a personal affront. You know, step back, be calm. Move yourself from the situation. Change. We had someone. We had someone in the studio. Sweetheart of a person started to talk politics in the studio. I don't do politics in the studio. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and I said to her very, very nicely, "We're going to have to change the subject. We don't do politics in the studio. That's we're 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 safe haven here, people. Mm-hmm. You know, we came here for for safety. It's a. Um, and she was real cool about it. And but it's. Remove yourself from your those situations. Mm-hmm. Don't engage. Yeah, I mean, this was interesting when you were saying that. Um, my first instinct to forget the conversations just get too too heated or too political or you know something that I'm uncomfortable with. I just will shut down, which is not always the best thing because you know you need to engage. You need to have conversations. You need to talk about hard things. You know they they need to be said, and. Um, so when you were saying that, I thought to myself, I wonder why this person, that person that called you, I wonder why she felt the need to, you know what I mean? I just, like now my thought is, I wonder what, she, you know, was she feeling like afraid or, you know, now I go into the compassion part. Well, you're really, you really are <laughs> exemplifying the fact that you're able to use your meditation practice yes. as right. a strategy yeah, right, like, to get you oh. to forgiveness because yeah. really it is about letting go. Yeah. And then when those thoughts cry out um, for forgiveness needs to appear, forgiveness needs to appear, you are really remaining the witness yeah. sitting there just like your meditation practice 
yeah. allows you to to see the whole picture. Yeah. So don't discount the fact that you're kind of dropping out of the conversation. I know. Sometimes Your meditation practice is really <laughs> My meditation taught yeah, has taught me to go, you know what? Maybe we just need to, you know, yeah, create that space. Like you said, create that space. And go, hmm, all right. You know what? Instead of continuing this conversation with that person and maybe getting into some sort of, you know, debate or whatever, you, you again, your meditation practice that says to, said to you, you know what? We're just going to... We're just gonna step away from that. Where I saw it was go where it was going. Right. And her voice was getting agitated and mm-hmm. heated. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm going, holy moly, man! You know, yeah. this isn't what I thought. This it was great to hear from her. This isn't what I was looking towards. Right. Right. And where I saw where it was going, I just said, yeah, to myself, we're we're done here. Mm-hmm. You know, we we caught up with each other's families, yeah. and we're done here. And I. Do I, I, I don't really feel any different than I did. I was blindsided, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a fair assessment. I'm going to be honest. I was blindsided. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming from this person. I don't, I don't have any ill feelings towards them. And this is where they're at in their life. Mm-hmm. And just, but I think people are, you know, anger doesn't beget anger and, and everyone's using the Everyone's using the wrong tools mm. to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we would just all step back, you know, you you guys know me and breathing, man. Mm-hmm. Step back, mm-hmm. take a couple deep breaths, remove yourself from the conversation, mm-hmm. say goodbye, mm-hmm. do what you need to do to not have it become an all-out war. Yeah. There's enough of that going around. Right. I think there was a quote on Instagram not too long ago. It's like, you know, if someone engages you in a conversation or, or or texts you or whatever, and you're not in the right frame of mind to have that particular conversation with them at that moment, it's okay to say, hey, thanks for checking in, but um, I have other things going on right now. I'll check back in with you later. You know, again. Removing yourself from the situation. Right. And so until you reminded me of that, it's like, well, your meditation practice has taught you to do that very thing. I thought, oh, that's right. And it is true. I mean, you know, there's a time and a place if you choose, you know, to have conversations. And there's, and like Penny said, if we step back and look at it with compassion, you know, like it says, tolerance, fortitude, and forgiveness. These are qualities of a person born with a divine destiny. Tolerance fortitude and forgiveness you know I mean and you know tolerance which again a lot of people aren't having any of that and tolerance I'm going to say in my head in my heart I believe it's different than tolerate yes yes I agree Right. Does I this agree. make sense? Yes. I think yeah, tolerance totally. is more yeah. on an acceptance level, yes. or maybe yeah. maybe with more. Yeah, of that. tolerate to me seems very very passive aggressive. It's very like. Yeah. I'll tolerate you right now. Yeah, <laughs> just right now. It's like, yeah, whatever. just right now. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tolerance has more of a scale. Yes. <laughs> it's not such of a, a slam door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 And I think that acceptance, those heart practices, acceptance, forgiveness, kindness, compassion, really have yeah. um, are are along the same lines. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> help us get there. So, is it easier to forgive somebody who you are just in a very let's say, um, distant relationship with or 
someone that you're in an intimate relationship with. And I don't mean intimate as in a partner, but I mean like family or things like that. Which one do you think is easier to forgive? I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> Cindy's looking right at Penny. me now. Going, I'm, I'm well, thinking. I think the most intimate person um, that I could be with is myself. Right. It's definitely harder for me to forgive myself than it would okay. be anybody else in the world. Yeah. Because you figure, well, you know, I'll give them, I'll cut them some slack. Yeah. And I had this quote um, written, um, it's in my meditation altar, if you will, from Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, it says, to truly practice forgiveness, we must first forgive ourselves for not being perfect. Yes. <laughs> I love staring at that every morning. We're not perfect? Mm, we have to no. forgive ourselves for not being perfect. Oh, my bubble is broken. <laughs> And then work on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, you know, I mean, and as women, you know, we're there, I mean, and, and I don't mean to be sexist, and, you know, so please don't, you know, email, but, um, <laughs> but as women, um, a lot is expected of us, you know, I mean, we're mothers, and, you know, we work, and we're mothers, and we're caretakers if we have, you know, parents to be taken care of, um, you know, we do a lot of these things, and we're really hard on ourselves, we, we don't cut ourselves slack, when it comes to not getting all of the things done, you know? And, you know, my mom, when she was in town, she just buzzing around like a bumblebee at her age. And I'm like, sit down, Jan. You know, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And I said, well, then it just doesn't get done. And just forgive yourself for wanting to take a nap. I mean, seriously. Well, I don't have time to take a nap, but she's exhausted. Like, you know, you can take a nap. Nobody's gonna call the nap police, you know? But, you know, like you said, yeah, forgiving yourself, that's the toughest road out. I think this, speaking for myself, I think this, this uh, whole thing that we've been all been dealing with collectively is it made me, and from what I hear from other people, it made a lot of other people realize that we needed to slow down mm -hmm. and we needed to be kinder for, to ourselves mm -hmm. and we needed to practice self-care and self-love mm -hmm. with ourselves. And... That to me is like a really good place to start forgiving yourself is mm -hmm. to realize that you don't like your mom, you don't have to be doing a thousand. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I've read, I think I've shared this, I've read more books since March than I have had in the past 10 years without guilt. Can you do can you forgive yourself without still feeling guilty? Yeah, and then when you forgive your, yourself for without feeling guilty, can you forgive someone else? without that same guilt or without that same it's okay it's like a, a battle it's the whole Bhagavad Gita thing it's the, the you know the mm -hmm. angel the, the devil and the angel on each shoulder what do I do it's that internal battle forgive yourself mm -hmm. and then once you learn how to forgive yourself for not being perfect can we please now expand that to forgiving others right without there being that baggage or that feeling that there's got to be some sort of counterweight yes a winner and a loser. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or I, I brought you to my side, or you brought me to your side. Or I'm going to forgive you, and but I'm still going to feel bad. Like when I forgive myself, I still feel guilty. Like it doesn't yes. have to be an either or. Right. It can just right. be forgiveness. Yeah. And and to not hold. I mean, and when we do forgive other humans, um, not hold it against them that we forgave them for something. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that I'm guilty of that. I, I mean, I when I just as I thought of it, I thought, oh yeah, I've done that. Well, I forgave you for this, so I'm a better person than you are because <laughs> I was a bigger person because I forgave you for whatever it was that you know what happened. And 
Well, you were, mm-hmm. but you need to look that back. <laughs> I oh. know, right? But that's, but I because mean, because in order to get there to that forgiveness, yeah. you got you yeah. got to be the bigger, you have the to be bigger, the, the bigger person, person, or the yeah. bigger in the situation. Mm-hmm. But then you got to let that go. Exactly. And you know, and as I thought of it, and I thought, oh yeah, and I, but I've had it said to me as well. Well, we're to remember, I forgave you for that. Oh, well, then no, you didn't, because if we're still talking about it. (laughs) Being the bigger person doesn't doesn't equate to being the better person. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you like that? That was cool. I'm so proud of (laughs) That was the quote for the day. That's the quote for the day. That's going to be the name of the the episode. Being the bigger person does not mean you're the better person. No, and it's, it's like with this conversation I have with someone, I mean... For my sanity and my peace of mind, I did that. I ended the conversation for me. Yes. I ended it because, oh, this this could take a dark turn Mm -hmm. of the future of our relationship unnecessarily. Yes. So I ended it for my sanity and my stress level. Mm -hmm. And whether they realize it or or not, it affected them too, hopefully in that way. Yeah, and that's why we forgive. We forgive others for ourselves, right. for our own sanity and our own spiritual life and our own, you know, sense of, I don't want to hold on to that. I need to I need to forgive you or whatever. We need to forgive others so that they're not holding us hostage, you right. know, because in that moment, in it, that it moment. allows you to move on yeah, to, you can go. to shape the future that you want right? without yeah. being stuck somewhere. Right. You know, I mean, we, and we've all been stuck. I mean, and it's, and you know, if you, and you feel like a pool of quicksand, I mean, we all know that you're just like, I'm a pool of quicksand, but you know, once we get to that point where we can do that and it's not easy, you know, and it doesn't happen like right away, it's definitely a process, you know, you have to go through it. And I think we all too, I mean, all three of us touch on the fact that is that we have a consistent meditation practice mm-hmm. and that to me is what helps us again if i'm not speaking for you to just yell at me Mm-mm. but i think that's what helps those of us who meditate let me phrase it that way to get through these situations mm-hmm. because we have the tools and it comes back to with the people unfortunately people don't have the tools to deal with these situations in a yeah. healthy way listen to this Teresa, and see if you can tell me um what uh Oh, well, I'm just, let me just put it this way. I was going to try to be all clever. Research by the Mayo Clinic finds that the benefits of forgiveness, maybe you could insert the word meditation, include healthier relationships, greater spiritual and psychological well-being, less anxiety, stress, and hostility, lower blood pressure, and fewer symptoms of depression. That's benefits of forgiveness. But we could also say meditation. 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 Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What? I mean, and how many meditation? For, I mean, how many how many times have we in our meditation classes used a forgiveness meditation? Right. What set? And this is again me, Teresa speaking. What separated me from not losing it the past seven months? I mean, did I have some sketchy moments? <laughs> of course, I did. I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. but I think what kept me more or less somewhat <laughs> balanced is my spirituality, mm-hmm. is my meditation practice. You know, I, I shared this before. I, you know, especially when we were in lockdown, I got up every morning, mm-hmm. took a shower, did my hair, put somewhat clean clothes on, 
did my meditation practice. I had that structure. Mm-hmm. So because of that structure, did I get into that quicksand occasionally? Yeah, I did. But I got back out of it too. So you know, is is meditation is is meditation a cure all for this? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for everything. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know a cure all for this, but it does give us, like you said, those tools right. that it allows us to create that space and to be able to step back. Yeah. And look at our lives from that point of view of a witness, if you will. Yes. So that then you can say, hey, whoa, look at that path might not be so good. Those words might not be so good. Right. Maybe I should just, you know, open my heart and feel the light here and we'll get through this moment or whatever it is. Yeah. We can, Penny, we can never, ever take back words that are said. No. Yeah. Never. No. Words said in anger Ugh. are worse. So destructive. Are worse than. It, they're horrible. Well, it's worse than getting punched in the gut. And I'm not saying that getting punched in the gut, but it's just it's because they linger and we ruminate on those types of things. And then we don't we don't let it go. No. And then we don't forgive. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. we catastrophize it. Yes. And, we, and then before you know it, six months later, what you remember is worse than what actually happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. you know, before you open your mouth, just take those deep breaths. Yeah. Stay calm. If that's if you don't have a meditation practice, just just breathe. Just breathe. Just step back. You know, count to ten before you yes. respond to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna change. I don't want. You know what? I don't want to change anyone else's opinion. That's no. their opinion. Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not doing this podcast right now. And, and again, the person I had on the phone the other night. I don't want to change their mind. That wasn't my intention. I don't know what the heck their intention was. Maybe, Maybe they, they just needed to vent. Did you just say that? <laughs> just by me, though. And if she was just venting it again, I could hear the frustration in their mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't want to change your mind. Mm-hmm. But don't try to change mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I consider myself somewhat of an intelligent person most of the time. <laughs> well, it's Tuesday, so it's a good day. It's not a Tuesday, it's a good day. It is. And that uh, keeps saying the word acceptance. That goes back to that acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to accept you in all that you are. You mm-hmm. know, why you wear those pants, I don't know, but I'm going to accept it. You know? <laughs> As I'm looking down, I'm like, what pants do I have on? That was, uh, I know. For example, is yeah. I can hear my mother right now saying, yeah. saying that to me. I don't know why you wear those pants, but okay. okay. I still love you. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, right. why'd you do that to your hair? But all right, I still love you. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not for it's not for you to change me or me to change you. No, you know, we're all doing the best that we can on this yeah. planet. Yeah, and, uh, and we, I mean, if we all just followed the same line all the time, it would it would be boring. You know, I mean, I would like a lot less of the extremes. Don't get me wrong, but again, you know, we're all made up of our our ancestors and our our. The, the lives that we've lived up to this point, um, the experiences and things like that. So for me to try to change something about you, and this somebody that I know had said, you know, to, to meet somebody and try to change something about them, then you don't really appreciate them for the person that they are. I mean, why would you want to change somebody or change somebody's mind? I mean, people evolve. I know the things that I thought were, you know, true to fact at, you know, 25 Certainly, half of them, or three-quarters of them probably, have no bearing on anything right now. But, you know, 
we evolve and we change. I mean, unless you're intentionally hurting people. I mean, that's, you know, that type of thing. But, um, but yeah, it's that acceptance. That acceptance of, you know, Teresa's pants and my crazy blue jeans today. Can you let go of my pants? <laughs> I have a quote from um, Desmond Tutu. Oh, love oh, him. Love, love Desmond Tutu. Um, all right. Our maturity will be judged by how well we are able to agree to disagree and yet continue to love one another and cherish one another and seek the greater good of the other. And then he says, <laughs> I would like to share with you two simple truths. Okay. There is nothing that cannot be forgiven, and there is no one undeserving of forgiveness. Oh, I like that. He is a wise man. He's a very wise man. Yeah, that's very true. I mean... And some wrongs seem so large that they're not deserving of forgiveness. Yeah. But, but again, if it's, it's a, it, you know, if it, it, it would fall into the number three, the release forgiveness to where you know maybe they they never apologized or you know the hurts just too much well okay that's fine but you still need to release that in order to be continue to live your own life when we hold on when we don't forgive who are we hurting us, us. Hold, hold that hot coal you know anger only you know what is how does that go anger only hurts the uh, the container it's in or something mm -hmm. yeah yeah did uh, I say that right? You guys know. I, we, I don't know. I don't know that saying, but I like what you said. <laughs> Anger only hurts the container it's in. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh God, that's from my mom like a hundred years ago. But it, it's. And the other thing is, you know, it, we're, when I first got into this yoga journey, this one thing that when we we're talking about forgiveness was really was like a mind blowing thing for me. Is like we're waiting. I'm waiting for Cindy to apologize. For something that she totally forgot about mm -hmm. or she doesn't see oh I hurt Teresa's feelings yeah so we're waiting we're waiting for this forgiveness from a person that doesn't see for what mm -hmm. and then I'm holding on to this anger or resentment mm -hmm. and I'm never gonna get an apology from this person right so again we're hurting if we don't forgive yeah. we we're hurting ourselves mm -hmm. I apologize I'm sorry <laughs> It's just that simple. Do you accept Teresa? <laughs> I, do. I do. It's all good. It's all good. So. And we are experiencing so much frustration right now as, you know, our, our community and our state and our, our country, nation, the yeah, world. So much frustration. Mm -hmm. And to just kind of remember that that's, uh, it's all stemming out of fear. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know. Yes. And we've got fear on so many different fronts right now that um, that vulnerability really is a gash right through my whole soul and oh, I, yeah. I don't know what to do you know oh, and so know. we will hear more people coming at us with their oh my gosh we got to do this mm -hmm. if, if they're not able to take a breath we are experiencing more um people whether it's in the yoga class or in the grocery store that are just like oh my gosh if you vote for him I don't even know if I can speak to you ever again right. you know and it's because it's coming from this place of fear and frustration yeah. that yeah. we're just overloaded on. Yes. The, the other thing is what whatever side anybody's in, we we are together in one thing, whether we, we remember it or not, we're all together in the fact we want what's good for everybody. Right. We want we want that common goal. So on that I think we all agree 
we just have different opinions on how to get to that common right. goal. Right. And that's yeah. where coming full circle, that's where the agree to disagree and forgiveness things yeah. comes back to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it is a common goal. You know, there's there's more than one there's more than one path. There's more than one solution. There's more than one solution for there most is. of the problems. There you is. know, again, we just have to step back, you know, see the forest for the trees kind of a thing. You know, you're standing in the middle of it and you're just all overwhelmed and consumed and fearful and, you know, worried about your family and, and you know, and just not taking into consideration that there are other people. You know what I mean? We just, we do that. We're human beings and we're always going to, you know, want to round up ours first and then I'll worry about everybody else later. Whereas I think with us, and I won't say, you know, but we have meditation practices in the yoga journey. We, at least I see, that we have a greater view. We, we're looking at, at a whole, you know, we're looking at a community as opposed to just our little households. You know, we want, we're trying to make sure that, like with all the things that you've done at the studio, to make sure everybody's safe and healthy. I mean, you looked at that not from your perspective, which costs you a lot of money to do, and it's you know, and it's created some situation, you know, some different kind of, you know, ramifications. But you looked, you stepped back, and you looked at it, and you said, "This is our community. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get people back, you know, to practicing their yoga and back to their meditation classes?" Well, okay, I have compassion, and you know, and people have called you with concerns and things like that, and you've done your best to. Um, you know, to alleviate those. And, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, you know, we're looking at it as a whole, not just as an individual um, thing. And, and the vulnerable, and the fear, I mean, and it's, and again, it's fear. It's very fear-based. I think the other thing, too, that I am fully admitting to the whole wide world, I don't have all the answers. And I don't know that this is right, or that is right, or that is right. I don't have all the answers. And what is an answer today may not be the answer tomorrow or yesterday's answer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, it goes back to that whole, you know, try to stay in the present moment. Try mm -hmm. to stay in the present moment. Um, it, it, there's, there's a Buddhist teaching or a Buddhist saying, it's called awaken. When, when were you awakened? And the term, and correct me if I'm wrong, the term, term means like, when did you have, have that aha moment where you realized, oh, this is how the world works, or this is where my world is coming from. Mm -hmm. So you were awakened. Where is my world coming from? My world isn't coming from Penny. It's not coming from Cindy. My world is coming from inside Teresa, mm -hmm. and that's how I'm projecting it out. And everyone has a different perception of their world. Mm -hmm. Everyone and, and for those of us that aren't awakened yet, I think that's part of the fear and part of the struggle is that they're not understanding that if you want to change, if you want to change your world, you have to change you for you have to forgive yourself first. It, you know, going back to that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really lovely. Oh, yeah. just you're just full of compliments there. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it makes up for my pants. <laughs> That's okay. It's it's life's hey people, life sucks right now. Who are we kidding? You know? It's it's hard and it's scary and yeah. it's it's fearful and you know. But in some instances, I mean, life's oh I almost swore really bad. <laughs> Life is amazing. I mean, because we have the opportunity to sit here and do this podcast. Yep. 
you know, six feet apart. We're all six feet apart doing our thing. Um, our studio's open. Yep. To practice. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, we have our meditation classes. We, you know, we're ce- we celebrated our 11th anniversary yep. on Saturday, which is amazing that we're, you know, still here. And, you know, I mean, and even amidst all of the fear and the crazy that's going on in the world right now, we're all still really blessed. Oh, heck yes. I we mean, have, we're yeah. all still really blessed. We have food in our bellies. We have cars to drive. We yeah. have a roof over our head. We have people that love us. We, we have I people mean, to love. The, we have, you know, the three of us have income coming in. Yeah. I mean, we're all just... Families are healthy. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, you know, occasionally just feel a little guilty for that. I'm just like, and there's so many people who are suffering. And then yeah. I think, well, you know, what can I do? You know, compassion, mm-hmm. you know. What can I do? So, yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's a lot to talk about. That was, it is. It's that a was. big. It's a big. That it's was. a big thing. Forgiveness is 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 tough. You know. I mean, it seems great. It seems easy in theory. Oh, well, I'll just forgive and it'll be fine. But, you know, we're humans. We're humans. Human beings. Human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it goes. Are we good? Until next time. Until next time. Bye, ladies. Bye, ladies. Have a good one, guys. You too. All right. (laughs) That's deep.